Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to join us next month for more Phantom Limb. Good story. I liked the part where they cut the human's genital. It was so upset. <laughs> This time. Do a serious one. And more of that human music. Something strange. Free Jambalaya presents Phantom Limb, Season 3. Horror stories, sci-fi, and strange fiction for a maladapted species. Episode 2, Provinces of the Sun. The area north of Boston presented difficulties to swift traverse. A welter of vines had overwhelmed the highway, cars tangled like flies in a cobweb. The roadbed debris of concrete chips, plastic bags, and decaying automobile parts had been growing steadily deeper the farther south I traveled. Angelica and wild fennel, their flower heads rugose and distended, loomed through rents in the macadam. A 24-wheel tractor-trailer lay on its side like a beached whale, moss decorating its upper carapace. The loading doors gaped uselessly, rain-sodden scraps of packing material, the remainder of the truck's cargo. A thin path of unshod footprints leading down an exit ramp towards the rusting terrain of gas stations and fast food restaurants did not look promising. The profound behavioral changes that afflicted much of the Northern Hemisphere's population following the solar event had not been experienced equally across its area of effect. Onset was gradual or sudden depending more on the disposition of the individual than any recognizable pattern of regional effect. Most submitted to an overwhelming lassitude, an attenuation of perception towards a handful of fixed points, a hands, sidewalk square, a dashboard speedometer. Others became subsumed in frantic creativity, assembling in private basements and living rooms labyrinthine structures out of beer cans and other refuse. The world beyond the personal self 
fractured or declined, its purposes forgotten, its history ignored, as each of us pursued in our own ways the treasures the sun had briefly shown to us, then obscured. I am not the only one heading south. We avoid one another. The road is mostly quiet, save for the howl of distant coyotes and the occasional drone dirigible. Two miles in, and the vinescape shows no sign of abating. The pavement was scarcely visible beneath layered stems and leaf mold. Nearby, three young elms had lifted a convertible into the air, its upholstery congealed with moss. Sunlight through the screening thicket ahead warned of the highway's abrupt terminus. A gully, scarred by flash floods, and now dense with towering polonia, yawned beneath the collapsed bridge. Sections of concrete shorn at the expansion joints articulated a pyramid on the valley floor, protruding rebar festooned with gaily colored blossoms like votive offerings. The air from the valley was still and hot, heavy with the aroma of wild honey and decaying vegetation. Matted vines held my weight as I descended into the valley. A thin, colorful stratum of plastic bags and styrofoam cups winked through the foliage on the valley walls. Inside, the collapsed bridge was cool and dark. Sunlight peppering in through the crumbling roof joints illuminated rough benches, shapeless piles of damp cloth, worn photographs of lovers, playing children, smiling old people nearly covered the narrow interior walls. In another age, I would have seen in these behaviors atavism, a retreat to more primitive modes of conduct. But of course, our past was never so crude. This shrine or habitation or initiation site was an artifact of contemporary mankind. We had progressed, or at least adapted, to the conditions of our world, each of us in the way that seemed most needful, each to our capacity. I found myself attracted to the image of a sandy-haired boy reaching for a ball, attached to the wall with a gummy substance, his legs torn away. The boy was overlooked by a grinning couple, their skin dyed by dripping rust. I lingered, 
pressing my own face closer in the dimming light to study the hieroglyphic arrangement. If we had regressed, it was a regression towards childhood, groping at an innocent acceptance of the world as presented, an identification with it. No differentiation of self from other. The images on the walls of the fallen bridge depicted failure to reach a comprehensive unraveling into the permeable, natal state. The builders of this place retained a gripping nostalgia or longing for the lives of others, in this case, the others of our own projected past. All of the advertisers' words had been carefully removed from each image by tearing or blotting. I sat on the sandy floor and continued to study the images, searching for my own memories in the shapes of eyes and mouths. Raining continued through the afternoon. I could hear limbs cracking in the gathering dark up the valley as wind and water dismantled the fragile boughs of the Polonia forest. A rising agitation upstream spurred me to abandon my temporary shelter. Cast a final glance around the tiers of modified advertisements, the faces of an incompletely remembered age staring dimly after me. Halfway up the farther slope, I turned to witness the roiling torrents pulling and swirling around the fallen bridge. The sunset, shining red beneath the retreating storm clouds, illuminated the flotsam of photographs and dirty cloth. The muddy water carried the contents of the shrine away towards the sea, though likely to be captured and amalgamated into a jam of logs and branches farther downstream. Later, near what had once been Baltimore, my sleep was interrupted by animals. I spent much of the next day dressing and bucanning the meat. The thumbs will make useful tent fasteners, my original set having been lost somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yes, yes, 
see you more about plants. <laughs> Recommend something for later. Then <laughs> return to the traveling human. I'm Ben. And I'm Ben. We're the hosts of By the Seed of Our Plants. A podcast about vines, thickets, blossoms, mushroom sex, road botany, trashland ecosystems, extinction ecology, and feral education. Featuring field recordings, interviews, and weird tales. Available at littlebluestem.net or wherever you find your podcasts. Around the upper harbor, the newer buildings hung in the sunlight reflected off the estuary. Streaks of rust delineated the bulk of their shapely white facades. Grayish water lapped around the lower stories, echoing dimly within lobbies, waiting rooms. The receding tide had exposed a pile of furniture, desks, office chairs, four-poster bed, partially encrusted with barnacles and riverweed. On a sandbar, Something sleek and black barked and slipped into the water, rolling into the quiet current. An unfinished apartment block stood skeletal, just above the high tide line, its assembling cranes silent and swaying slightly in the salt air. I spent a week climbing staircases to empty rooms in downtown galleries, following steam tunnels linking the commercial district below street level. My searching was aimless, desultory. I found no other picture shrines, though in the mezzanine of a shopping mall, a pile of mirrors had been gathered. They were assembled roughly, and many had been partially shattered. At the apex of the pile, a full-length oval floor mirror had been propped, its face tilting toward the broken skylight above. The clouds parted, briefly, and a shaft of sunlight poured into the room, fracturing and multiplying over shutter-darkened shop fronts and subtending vegetation. The clouds continued to move, and the empty mezzanine returned to dim. Observing nightfall from the rooftop of one of the many untenanted brownstones, I saw the estuary darken, the water passing into invisibility as the sun descended behind the western hills. Sporadic cook fires pocked the blackness of the depopulated city, articulating no pattern, describing no private braille. 
the automated mining platform lay upended in the narrow valley. Standing on the ridge, the rear treads towered overhead, each spool twice the height of a human being. Most of the machine was destroyed, but several servos continued to whir plaintively, the treads locked by rubble or churning, futile at the air. The guidance of its small team of engineers long abandoned, the robotic platform had pursued its own path until it, too, had reached its terminal status within a limestone gully. Behind it, a trail of shattered vegetation and torn earth stretched beyond sight down the ridgeline. I followed the mining platform's trail south. Several gentler slopes had been filled in by the grading shears as it passed, block streams already filling muddy pools behind dam walls of clay and compressed vegetation. At the base of the first mountain, the machine had bisected a town. People collected in entryways, roadsides, amid the rubble singly or in knots. They moved around one another constantly, picking their way over ruptured fences and demolished buildings milling through the great empty space left by the towering machine. Hands flapped uselessly, and eyes rolled about as necks were craned this way and that. The vocalizations layered and overlapped, harmonizing but stabilizing into no clear pattern. The townsfolk made no effort to arrest my progress. As I passed, I was regarded by the unfocused gaze an old man, his left arm vigorously pumping out some rhythm beyond hearing. A child of two or three gripped at his waist, stared at me balefully below the hooded brim of a pink raincoat, a curled tusk protruding from her lower jaw. A pang of longing briefly lanced my awareness. The memory emerged unbidden of my wife's hands delicately holding a cocktail just before that family Thanksgiving supper that ended so disastrously. The desire, tensioned at first in the muscles of determined smiles, for peace between men. A pang, the people milling, and then the pathway south. The ridge terminated abruptly in a scarp of sheeted diabase. Underfoot, a blackish gravel of metabasalt and aluminum cans. Ahead lay an unbroken horizon of verdure, undulating mildly in the afternoon thermals. The vine-crowded forest encapsulated the country southwards. The tropics, marching north as the seasons tilted out of true decade after decade, enlarged to conquer much of the latter half of the continent. Miles of vine thicket and swamp poured inward from the sodden coast, erupting untended cul-de-sac lawns into a holocaust that consumes and does not burn. I was proceeding towards the terminal latitudes, compelled by the fascination of amalgamation with this continuity of photosynthesis and rust. 
the million, million chloroplasts of the world's vegetation, perceive in every minute of daylight what we were shown for an instant once. Does it please the sun that I have distributed the kinetic energy granted by flesh, by leaf, by photon, turning light into work in a choreography of ceaseless motion? Pleasure has no centrality to a body a million miles wide. In my traversal of the continent, I became an appendage of the solar organism, a vacuole within the vast life-giving phloem spanning the void between worlds. Amid the riot of the southern weeds, I perceive that I am not unique. By the exertion of the calorie, we are all transubstantiated into the fingernails of the sun. The sudden recollection of my infant daughter, long since abandoned, arrested my vision, the child rolling and grasping at dust motes, dancing in a shaft of light. Then, the present moment, the afternoon heat, the buzz of insects in the grass, the insistent pull of the southing. I adjusted my pack, descended the slope, picking my way over the incinerated remains of a school bus and on towards the provinces of the sun. Provinces of the Sun was written by Ben Kessler with music, sound design, and editing by Ben Patterson and Matt Tracy and voice acting by Dale Leopold. Thanks for listening to Phantom Limb. We release new episodes each month, so if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review and consider supporting us on our brand new Patreon. Click the link in the show notes, and for just four bucks, you get access to bonus content like soundtracks, author interviews, music discussions, exclusive updates, behind-the-scenes photos, and a bonus episode just for the patrons. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to join us next month for more Phantom Limb. <laughs>